0: I just talk a little bit about uh, the love of God because I love God because I love God. Part four, part four. So wh- what I'm saying is that because we love God, there is a particular comportment that we should have. Or, you know, we 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 should carry ourselves as God lovers. That's how we should carry ourselves. Um, I, I I know I've I've talked to my my wife and others, who uh, my wife says. She's not flattered when somebody tries to make an unwanted move. Why? Because she carries herself like she's my wife. And I, I think that's how we want to be with God. You know, I, I, don't, I, I don't want you to think that, oh, ju- you belong to just anybody. You know, you have been, as it were, courted by, by the greatest lover in the universe. And that's who you are. You are His, and you belong to His. Because I love God, I will conduct my life well. I will be an agent of change. I will yield myself to God in order that he might receive glory from my life because I love God. Because I love God, when the devil brings unwanted advances, I will not respond because I love God. Change comes through the love of God. There is no change except there is a release of this love of God. But this often happens, as the, the, the last song uh, says, it often happens through your trials and difficulties. That's when the love of God is seen at its best. The expression of God's love, in my view, is a no-pretense zone. So when you and I looked at the world and looked at what's going on, uh, the love of God is a no-pretense zone. You cannot pretend to love because God allows or brings us into situations, and there's no way we can fake it. And all, all fakers are spotted immediately. And so what we want to do is, as Paul tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, let love be without hypocrisy. Paul is saying to us through the Holy Spirit that love, the love of God, is never hypocritical. We, we, those of us who love God, those of us who know God, we know when you love God, and on that you may say well you 're judging no, we, we are judging fruit we 're not judging we 're not judging you in the sense of condemning you, but the love of God is the only real love that we have and so he, Paul says in, in verse nine Let love be without hypocrisy. Let it be sincere, without pretense. When you don't love like God says, then you're the only one who who doesn't know it. Because we know what God's love feels like. God's love is is sending his only begotten son to, to love us, to care for us. People who were worthless. I, I find it really almost amusing, but, but so ridiculously wrong when people say, oh, God loves you because he sees what's in you and all that good stuff. I go, what? How, how can a sin-stained person, a person who is sinful through and through, now be so good that God wants to love him? And if we had that kind of love, why would God sacrifice his son? So, no, we, have been, we are depraved without God. But God loves us. He doesn't love us because we deserve it. We, we, God's love has given us worth. God's love has made us better. And, and what it says to me is that when we love God's way, then we will make people better. When we love God's way, we will make people better. I, I, I actually talk to the Lord about these things all the time because I wonder sometimes, am I doing a good job? You know, and I, I remember a number of years ago, uh it's a sort of funny, sort of not, uh, but P- Pastor Charles and I were talking about this because uh, we had a speaker who said, if you want to know how you're really doing, ask your wife. And I said, Charles, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, we laughed about it. He said, well, I'm going to. <laughs> and we won't tell you any more about that story. Let love be without hypocrisy. And he tells us something, how to conduct our lives. He says, abhor, detest what is evil. Cling to what is good. It's like a marriage in this regard, in that you you leave your father and your mother, and you cling to your wife. You don't cling to other things. You cling to your wife. The Bible didn't say that we are rock stars, and our wives should run and cling to us. But the Bible says you go cling to her. Isn't that amazing? You're going to cling to her, be glued to her, cleave to her. Wow. And so what he is saying here in this particular uh, um, scripture is that we ought to be married to good. We, but, but so often I find believers who find that so difficult. And I don't want to get into all of that right now, right? You know, maybe there's time. Maybe the, the next service I can talk about that more. You're the 830 service. <coughs> But he wants us to be married to good. So you, you just want good and goodness in your life. And you want good for others. My wife, being a school teacher, I won't mimic her. I would, I would love to do that, but it's not profitable. Um, <laughs> but she, she's, a, being a schoolteacher, she's always, if, if you know, if she has a task, she won't let go of it. And, and you know, being in the house all the time, I want to let go of that. Let go of that, but she won't let go of it. And she's always saying that if any school teacher says to a student, if you don't care, I don't care, she said, that teacher needs to be fired. Because, because you, even if that child does not care, you must care. You're the teacher. And I find that with believers, even if they are spurning our advances with God's love, we must care enough to continue to love. Amen. And then Paul tells us through the Holy Spirit in verse 14. He says, bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Don't call evil down upon somebody. You know, we, we, we are so notorious for those imprecatory prayers. Yeah, Lord, I just, I, I love them, but you need to do something about them. Yeah. We, we, we are so bad about that. But the world needs the church to step up and love. And because I love God, I am going to be an agent of change. God can change my surroundings through me because I have the love of God. We we know that since Jesus came, the world has never been the same. The world has never been the same. We hear those things, we hear those things, it's almost as though we become immune to their effect. Yeah, the world has never been the same. And so if you and I... Should love like God loves, we will change everything around us. He says, bless those who are very good to you. No, but those who persecute you, those who annoy you, those who you wish there were a big difference between, a uh, distance rather, between you and them. Those who you wish you would never see them again. No, he says, no, bless them. You want to change them? Bless them. Wow, does anybody want to be an agent of change now? You, 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 as long as it's all on paper, you're fine, right? But no, now we have to put some action to that. And he says, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. So, so he's saying we ought to feel what hurts other people. You know, I, you know I've, ta- I've talked about my own emotions sometimes, but I don't consider myself emotional. It's amazing how we put down the things that, that we don't want uh, affinity with. We don't want uh, to be close to those things. We put them down. Oh, emotional. What? Being all cold-hearted is what you prefer? (laughs) No, no. But when we show emotion, it doesn't mean that we have gone to some unwanted or uh, unnatural extreme. God gave us emotion so that we would be moved by things. Jesus was always moved with compassion. He wasn't driven by it. He was moved with compassion. And so you and I should show some emotion when things hurt others. So he says, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Now, I know that is a challenge for some of us, but but the reason we don't get help, uh, brothers and sisters, is that we'll hear these things and say, and dismiss them as though they belong to somebody else. Nobody says here, do not Um, do not set your mind on high things. What he is saying, as a Christian, I should not have a haughty attitude about anything. I should not act like, boy, I'm all of that and more. He says, no, don't be that way. He says, you want to please God? Associate with the humble associate with the humble. Those who just don't seem to have any, don't have anything, maybe those who just, are, are just gentle people, they're down to earth, um, they don't have money, they don't have a position, they don't have clothing, don't have uh, a, a great, uh, I mean, nice, nice clothing, don't have a great hot car, maybe they don't ride in it with them. God, I don't want to be seen around town in this thing. No, don't have that attitude. But God is showing us how to express his love associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Now that got almost everybody here. Your opinion is the only one that matters. Brothers and sisters, can you see just how we we have been so affected by the world? But the scripture tells us that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we can't let the world mold us. Many of us are molded by it already. So you have to be unmolded and be unmolded today. Is that all right? Now, why, why do I preach like this? I preach like this because God wants us to change, because we are his change agents. Yes, the Holy Spirit working through us. Are, we are his change agents in the world. Therefore, if we want the world to be better, we must be better. The world cannot be better without us. I said, the world cannot be better without us. If we want the world to be better, we must be better. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey, I remember watching an old movie, like those was a cowboy movie. Sort of. I haven't watched them in a long time. Yeah, my wife says, oh, he thinks anything this oh, she, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she said, anything with a horse that he thinks is a good movie. <laughs> But I was watching this old, this old, this western movie once, and I always enjoyed them. And, uh, I mean, just, you know, sit down, be quiet, don't ask me any questions. I mean, watch my movie. And so I was watching this movie, and uh, this cowboy got shot. He got shot pretty bad. He was one of the Erb brothers. And he, he said, he said, brother, they got me. Don't let them get you. And I, and I remember that, that, that scene. He said, they got me. Don't let them get you. See, the world is getting a lot of church churchgoers. Hey, brother, sister. They got that, one. don't let them get you. Oh, you were still with me. And so but Paul tells us, don't be wise in your own opinion. You know, come be humble. Don't, don't think that you're the only one who knows something. I, I realized a long time ago that the people who disagree with me, oftentimes, especially at home with my wife, then if I, if I work with it, her view, it will work as well as mine. You know, there are more than one way to skin a cat. In verse 17... He says, repay no one evil for evil. That one's always so kind of difficult for us. So if I can repay you evil for evil, tit for tat, that means I don't love you with the love of God. Can you imagine if God had done uh, tit for tat with us? Oh, Lord. You wouldn't have known me before I got four years old. I'd been finished with her, Maybe before I was two. Repay no one evil for evil. Now, he's talking to the church of Jesus Christ. And if you were to say, I can't do it, you're, it's like saying, I don't have the Spirit of God. Or it's like saying the Spirit of God is impotent. No, you can Si se puede. Si se puede. Si se puede. Yes, you can. Yes, it's possible. And so he says here, have regard for good things in the sight of all men. So what, 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 the, what the Holy Spirit is saying here is that when you're, a, as my dad would say, when you're out in public, <laughs> when you're out in, in, in among people, he says, you, you, you have regard for good things, so they'll know what good is. They'll know that you have a different standard. They'll, they'll see that and perhaps be ashamed or make a change. Are you still with me? So this is not about them. It's about us. All right. All right. I'll save some of this for the next one. Yeah, this is 830. Have regard for good things in the sight of all men. You know, you know don't be two-faced about that thing. You know, you know uh, somebody said, I don't know if this is accurate, but uh, I, a good friend of mine said that Abraham Lincoln always said, well, he was not two-faced. Because if he were, he wouldn't be wearing the one he, ha- he was wearing. <laughs> Let everyone know your positions on matters approved by God. That's what this means. Let everyone know your position on matters approved by God. Do they know? Do your neighbors know? I don't say go over and shout and ring a bell, but comport yourself well as a believer. Verse 18 says, if it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men and women. If it is possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men. I always say to couples when couples are having difficulty, I almost always will say to them, uh, especially to the men, I will say, you do everything you can to make this marriage work. You do everything you can to make this marriage work. So if it, if it is dissolved, you did everything you could do. You don't want to have regrets. So go the extra mile. Go the, do whatever you need to do. So if it depend, as much as it depends on you, you live peaceably. In Hebrews 12, 14, he tells us, Pursue peace with all people. The King James says, uh, follow peace with all men. All right? Holiness and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. is Is that challenging to us? Are those just words from an old book that was on our shelf? This is the Bible. Hebrews 12, 14, New King James. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without, which no one will see the Lord. Wow. 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 So what? I believe that the times in which we live are testing times for us so that we will prove who we are. Amen. Yeah. They're not here to just frustrate us and cause us to just give up. No. We are here because we are change agents. We are carriers of the love of God. Verse 19 says, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves. Uh-oh. I know there's somebody in here messed up because that Scripture wouldn't be here if somebody here wasn't messing up here. Do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath. Now, this is—we don't like to give place to wrath. Why? Why? Because we don't want anybody to think we're weak. I've seen Christians think other Christians are weak because they walk in the Scripture, and they're not. How do you feel about that? He says, "Okay, let's see what he says." Beloved, do not beloved, you know, do not avenge yourselves. But rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine. Vengeance belongs to God. Vengeance is mine. It's not yours. It's mine. I will repay, says the Lord. I will repay, says the Lord. Now, he says, okay, since I've said that to you, therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. I'm not giving him a thing. Why should I feed him? You know what he did for me? Therefore, vengeance belongs to God. So our our job is to comport ourselves in this manner. If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. You will cause him to say, oh, God, what's wrong with me? This guy is so good. This woman is so good. This lady is so good. And I've been such a jerk. God, I wouldn't have treated me that well. He says, that's what you're supposed to do. That's your assignment. Your assignment is to go out into the world and bring these things to pass. Wow. And then he tells us, do not be overcome by evil. Don't be overcome by evil. Because somebody treated you poorly, you're going to now do the same. He says, "No, don't be over. You, now you're overcome, and that's such a mind-boggling thing that you are overcome by what you are to overcome. You lost to the team that you were supposed to beat handily. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good." In Matthew five forty-four, he says, "But I say to you, love your enemies." Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. For he makes his son rise. He makes it rise on the evil and on the good. And sends rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Even unbelievers do that. So I'm going to come back in just a moment. But I want you to think about it. Your responsibilities before God is to love. At the end of all things, in all, of all things, Paul tells us there are three things that will last. Faith, l- hope, and love. But the greatest of these three It's not faith, it's not hope, it's love. I'll be back in a moment.